Today is uh, another one of her episodes of the IBD Hub podcast. Um, today we have as a guest Eric Bernick. Hi, Eric. Hi, good evening. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Um, and today we're going to talk about um, innovation and how it can become uh, a survival uh, for your business. Um, and the reason why we picked this topic this week is because from last week, we got a lot of feedback from people that either lost their jobs or uh, have a company that has difficulties to survive in these moments. Um, so Eric, you're probably the best person to give us some tips and some energy and positiveness uh, in order to, um, you know, uh, bring people up. And um, yeah, this is why you're here. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, your experience as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, thank you for your invitation, Julia. I just love it uh, to support and then to try to empower and share my story so everybody else can just take action and take the leap. That's one of the keys. Um, Eric Wernick, um, Misfit, Maverick, Odd Man Out, just totally different person. Doesn't fit to um, any standard cultures that you can say. Serial entrepreneur, um, investor in Asia and in Africa. Um, opening an office in the United States, I have five businesses. And so the, the business is diverse. Um, they, they're old school, uh, classical business. And I have businesses that are basically open that are not a starting time. There is no five to uh, 10 to five mentality or nine to five mentality. Everybody is free to, to come when they want, but there are structures. So they have to fulfill their yeah. tasks. And, yeah. and basically the innovation, um, COVID, which affected all of us. This is kind of a reset. And now we have to also reset our mind to be able to innovate so we can move forward. Yeah. And I'm here to share. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, let me just tell you that, um, well, how a field in architecture and engineering uh, and real estate in general is quite, let's say, old fashioned, right? Um, so prior to COVID, most of the business was made face to face. Um, and a lot of the investments and the decision-making wasn't done during these months because of uh, COVID, of course. Um, also, in parallel to that, a lot of people lost their job, of course, because some project got posed uh, or canceled. Um, so this is a little bit the uh, environment that we are in, right? So... Um, as an entrepreneur, of course, the journey uh, is always very long and there is ups and downs. Um, so the first question uh, that I wanted to ask you is how to embrace failure and, and how to learn from it, actually, from your experience. Yeah, so, so <clears throat> um, to, to, I would like to just share a small story that goes back to 2008. Okay. I started the... Um, an import and export company, which we imported windows from China, Turkey, and Balkan countries, especially from Serbia and Bosnia. And first year was going well. And then yeah. the, what happened, the economic crisis hit, all real estate went bankrupt. There were no projects happening for upcoming three years. A lot of people lost their jobs. So the current situation that we are talking now in 2009 was worse. Yeah, because it affected the whole real estate system. world. Yeah, 
So one of my biggest clients, and this is the mistake that I had, so you learn always from your mistakes. Um, I had the rule 80-20, but I focused mm -hmm. not that, but I focused 100% on one company, which was one of the yeah. biggest uh, developer, um, real estate developers in the Netherlands. And yeah. then we had a purchase for 100,000 euros, um, Windows, and just slightly a couple of weeks before the delivering, the real estate company called us and said, we have to cancel everything because we are not building anything for upcoming two years anymore. So the contract yeah. went to the garbage. And what yeah. happened, we went bankrupt because we couldn't uh, able to sell the windows because we were tailor-made and therefore we just lost our business. Yeah. Learned from that, I hurt myself. And this is kind of a Dutch mentality maybe. Um, in the Netherlands, you if you go bankrupt or you lose or you fail first time, then you lose kind of, I don't want to say face, but they say, just don't try again because it's not your thing. Um, yeah. So I worked for several years in different companies, IBM, Hewitt Packet, and a couple of startups. And what I've realized then, I was making other people happy and not myself. So then the moment that I realized that to be able to change, I had to analyze what happened in the last couple of years. Yeah. So since mm -hmm. the last um, economic crisis and now, the companies that scaled up usually were companies that were innovative, companies yeah. that went not think outside of a box, but think outside of a building, come up with mm. the solutions that might be a simple. And I'm talking in a building terms because I invest in a real estate. And the, yeah. with people that I talk, usually they come up with the same standard thing that everybody comes with. You come up with yeah. a design, you're looking for an investment, you, you try to sell as fast as possible before you build. However, now, due to the COVID, you cannot have face-to-face -face meetings. So I, one of my companies is, is IT Consulting. So we develop a lot of tools. And what we yeah. created to one of the um, uh, real estate company, we created a 360-degree experience. So like, um, example, um, Google View, Street View. Yeah. You, can, you can go and watch the shops and et cetera. So what we created now, we created the kind of VR experience that people can already go to in their house look around mm -hmm. and put some furniture so they can have this experience before even the building is built. Yeah, yeah. So those kind of innovations, you have to move forward and try to get as much as possible new investors. Investors are also looking, what are the potential? How, how is the view? Uh, what the market looks like in the environment? Is there upcoming trends in the, in the region? So you have to analyze a bit yeah. before being able to innovate. And, and yeah. every person, every company, that has slightly tech-related solutions, you're not an old school uh, company anymore. You're just a tech company. The banks yeah. are tech companies. Yeah. They don't, they are not banks anymore. They have so many solutions for, for their clients. Yeah. So it's not so just what's about- what's going to be yours? Yeah, it's, it's not just about innovating the product or, or the type of building. It's also about innovating in the process and how to get to the client and convince them. So it's about beating competition also throughout the process. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. So one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of companies do, they come up with an idea. It's your baby. You, it's, it's, you created it. So you don't want to share with other people, but at the mm -hmm. same time, you want to sell. So you have to validate. Exactly. So a lot of companies, what they do, they spend a lot of money, especially in the real estate, come up with the craziest ideas because they want to make a statement. I am here. This yeah. is my building. Yeah. At, at, and, and you spend so much money, so much energy, and then you realize it's not validated because there are 
none of them, no, no, no company, no, no government wants to purchase it. So yeah. you're stuck with a lot of lost time, energy, and and then it's very difficult to say goodbye to your baby because it's it's you created it. So sure. therefore, you have to be more flexible, and it's a numbers game. I know it's 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 architects and and all the creators are, are they create something where they passionately believe in it, and it's very yeah. difficult to distance yourself and look at it from a business perspective. At exactly. the end, it's a numbers game. Yeah. If I don't, if I cannot sell anything to Julia, she says, no, thanks, but I'm one more closer to my end goal. So yeah. I will go to the next one. So you have to be innovative to be able to sell, validate, uh, get investors and get the permit and everything. So you can be impactful, um, show what you, what you've got in a digital, in a tech environment. So it doesn't have to cost you that much money. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's always the the problem that I have with my clients because they're very eager to you know uh, be the one to do the best projects or the highest tower or you know to maybe revolutionize um, in terms of architecture, um, but then they don't think about risks and they don't think about costs and um you know maybe the type of materials is not right or or something um so what we are trying to do at the ibd company is also to uh, make people aware that having a business is also some responsibilities towards the process and towards the client um and try to put the ego aside sometimes which is not necessarily the easiest <laughs> i think <laughs> It's, um, it's, it's again, translated to your child. If you say your child is ugly, you're going to be offended. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. It, it, I always try to put it that it's tangible, that people can say, oh, I understand. Because yeah. otherwise it's Japanese words, Bugazi, it's just air. It's just, you, you talk about it. Uh, yeah. and, and if you have an idea, you don't put it and you don't validate it. Then it's again, an idea. You don't take action on it. And, and exactly. in real estate, what I see as exactly what you said is, is that people have a great idea. Um, they are scared to share because another competitor might go with the same idea or, mm -hmm. uh, or, or can, anything can happen. So, so they're covering it for them. And then when they come, they expect that people will respond the same way that they feel about it. Yeah. So in, in terms of real estate, the best, if you, if you look at a real estate, what you focus on is location, location, location. Okay. From business perspective, changing the word slightly, it's mm. validation, validation, validation. Exactly. It's not a location related because locations yeah. might change in, in a decade. And then you, one location that might be a ghetto and, and in a couple of years, it might be the hotspot. Like if you look at yeah. a, uh, um, an example, I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect, but it's, 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 it's a risk. It's no, it's not, but, but I just want to show them as an example. I know Julia, you are thinking between two countries to do business in. So one mm -hmm. is the UAE, Dubai, another one is in New York. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Pardon me. If you look at it in New York, Brooklyn, all the other locations yeah. where it was 20, 30 years, a bad place to be. Now you yeah. see it's booming houses you can get apartments they are like minimum of three million us dollars and in uae 25 30 years ago it was a desert and now like people are spending millions and millions to purchase a house so location might change but the validation is a key 
if you can't get the money from other person to pay for your idea, then it's just an idea. Yeah, exactly. There are two, uh, there are two, there are two things that I would just like to add, Julia, on this one. Yeah. There are two things that that is abundant in the world, and and and, and that's a that's um, without them we cannot live. So one is is uh, gravity, especially if you're real estate. So you, that's that's your limit. And 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 the second one is the money. There is a lot of money in the world, and if you have an idea, you have to pitch your idea and find a person that is willing to pay for your idea. Yeah, and that's a validation. That's true, uh, but but it comes back to the concept of lean startup actually. So yeah, absolutely, we, we think of it that lean startup uh, uh, basically means when you start a company, your business model is gonna shift according to the discoveries that you make and the more contact you have with clients, the more you ask them questions about their needs, then you can shift your business model. But actually this lean startup can be applied to bigger companies that are you know, bigger giants and that right now need to shift a little bit their focus in order to win over the market again, right? Um, I, I, absolutely. I, I would like to uh, give you an experience, uh, not an experience at one of the, uh, how to say this, one of the companies and one of the things that I used from that company and I was very proud of, Nokia. A yeah. lot of people, if you are a, a generation that you are not um, um, young, let's say under 20, you will know Nokia very well. Uh, I had Nokia 3310, which was a break. You could just throw it to um, to the wall and it will not break. Uh, the battery that will even take two weeks to go empty. Uh, you you could play snake on it. And and yeah. that was a that was a phone that a, a lot of market share uh, Nokia had the, the biggest market share on that part. But they were stubborn. They were stubborn to change. They were stubborn to innovate. They were stubborn to uh, they didn't understand that the market is moving very fast. And when they understood that the market moved fast and they were too late to catch up. Yeah. And, and don't don't be Nokia. I can like blockbusters. <laughs> the movies that you can that you can I can like go on and on and on and on. Yeah, Innovation yeah. is the key. Uh, yeah. showing experiences. I, I, example, um, holidays. Uh, I know Julia, you went to another country uh, now to avoid something, so I don't want to uh, <laughs> It's it's we have a lockdown in the Netherlands, so so Julia went to another country just to have an, a better experience. Um, and, and but you can also do it now differently. You can also have a VR experience where you are sitting in your house and you can go to Bali. You can yeah. still have the kind of a breeze, kind of a sound and experiences and etc. So the innovation has to be there because the world is as as flat as as your mobile phone. I mean, this is my this is my world. I can connect, do business call anybody that i want from my mobile phone yeah uh, outsource you don't you, you in an architectural world you don't have the capacity to um hire people because you mm -hmm. will have overhead costs and etc you don't know what the market will do mm -hmm. outsource it you have countries yeah. that have massive potential and low cost you can basically hire as on demand yeah. so don't 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 worry about it what what uh, uh, the next COVID will come or what kind of crisis we'll have. If you think about the trends and if you focus on innovation, you're going to be ahead of your competitor. You're going to be ahead of your, of your client. And, and, yeah. and 
I had a call uh, before before we started this this uh, uh, this live stream. I had a, I had a talk with Julia and I asked like, "What's your passion? Why do you want to? What why why do you do what you do?" And then she hmm. said, "I want to change the old mentality that the industry has, and to yeah. be able to do that, I want to." consult and, and guide the old school mentality thinking to be innovative so they can survive and then can be a um, hundred of years of company. So yeah. absolutely, I would. I know that I'm going to say this at the end of this one, but I would absolutely say already now, follow the I, uh, IBC, IBD, sorry, um, International Business Development. It's a key because you have to understand what to do. And yeah. she has, she created a podcast where you can listen and, 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 and motivate and inspire yourself to take action. Thank you so much. Yeah, I can talk well, hours and hours, Julia. By the way, yeah, you know, we're gonna uh, go to the second point. Uh, I was wondering if uh, people could comment on what we just said, and then we will take some questions also Absolutely. at the end. So uh, please like and uh, uh, comment as much as possible, also because it helps other people to then engage. Um, so if you're there, please. Um, let us know. Uh, there was uh, Basil who was saying that uh, Dubai is selling services and that the VAT is very low. So he is encouraging people to invest there for sure. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. And then I wanted to go to uh, thinking outside the box in order to thrive and not be conditioned by the environment. So this is a deep talk that we had previously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe we can make a little bit of an introduction and, and summary of what we discussed. Um, uh, you have to know that both Eric and I are... Uh, you know, we're born in different countries and grew up with uh, several cultures. Um, so we are big thinkers outside of the box. Um, therefore, it helps us to help other people to get out of their situation and empower them to do so. So this is one of my favorite questions that we're going to discuss. Uh, would you like to, to start on it? Yeah, it's um, um, people tend to look to Julia and I or other crazy people um, like like more like uh, uh, they are two dreamers. They they dream too much. They 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 uh, they are not realistic. They are not grounded. But if you look at it, the people that were the most innovative, that changed the world, were the people were the dreamers. Because if you limit yourself by you say, no, I'm born in this culture, I'm a female, I'm a different color, or I have a beard, or I have a different religion, that you are limiting yourself. You are limiting your beliefs and you are limiting your your ability. Um, sky is the limit. Uh, there is a limit. I mean, you cannot go above uh, above this, the, 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 the clouds with the plane and you have to pay Elon Musk to be able to travel or, uh, across the world. Uh, yeah. So there are limits, absolutely. But the limits are just between your ears. I mean, yeah. an example. For centuries, the ma I run marathon a year ago and I did it the full marathon with a small training in four hours, 47 minutes and 47 seconds. Wow. It's a coincidence, <laughs> but it was that um but then i realized i cried at the finish and and, and 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 i understood at that moment why people were seeking to improve every time to be able to run so 
the toughest, the, the challenge was to run faster than two hours. Not No one in the world did that. Uh, and last year, I, I believe, in a, in, in a different condition, which with the whole team, there was a guy able to run under two hours. That's around 21, 22 kilometers an hour. That's, uh, I believe it's around, like, what is it, uh, 13 miles an hour or something like that. It's yeah. unbelievable that you have to run in two hours long. What yeah. was his limit? He had a goal. He wanted to be the first guy in the world to be able to reach that girl. Like most of the most of the athletes that they have this goal that they want to be the first, the world record, etc. The only way they're pushing themselves because they believe they're going to be able to reach that. Yeah. And then yeah. you have to commit. Yeah. And, and Julia started the 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 the, the life uh, life life call with with saying uh, entrepreneurship is is tough. It's it's not yeah. straight line. It's going to be like going back, and then you're going to think like I have to leave. And it's not for me. And then other people do not believe in me. They say you are not the entrepreneurial person, and etc. And then you're going to start believing other people. Yeah, and exactly. the reason that other people will say you are not going to be able to do that is because they don't believe that they can do it. Yeah, exactly. So innovation is the same. Thinking outside of the box is the same. If you think bigger than you are currently, then you are going to be able to reach that. So yeah. it's just an example. Um, one of the guys that I admire really, Elon Musk, he had a vision that he wanted to become an astronaut. So he understood that he, he didn't have the physics to become an astronaut. So what was the second best thing that he, he chose for? Yeah. He just went against the United States, NASA, and he created something that is, that is tangible. And in a couple of years and maybe in a decade that humanity can be able to use it. So yeah. it's, it's thinking big. Having an impact. Um, an example, I, I love the guy, uh, I forgot his name, who said, come to UAE, it's a low VAT, invest in the country. Yeah, Basil. I mean, yeah. Thank you, Basil. I mean, the 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 the, the king of, of UAE had the vision 30 years ago. Then he said, this place is going to be booming. Mm. Uh, obviously, every star has to be aligned straight. Exactly. Like that, that, that's the thing. If you have to create luck. But the you, the only way that you create luck is when preparations meets opportunity. So yeah. if you prepare yourself for the future, and then there's something happens, you are prepared, and that's your luck. That's exactly. why Zoom is booming. That's why Netflix is booming. That's why all the digital companies are booming. Yeah, and it's also about um, I think also for people who are looking for a job. You told me that you also gave a talk for that. Um, I mean. It, Everyone that I've been talk talking to, they are like, yeah, but companies are not really hiring or like there is other people looking for jobs and there is more competition when actually you only need one job and one company. You don't need a thousand. You just need one opportunity. So that's also important to take in mind is that people um, straight away uh, limit themselves by thinking about other people and how other people could be better than them and so on. And they don't end up sending the CV because they're like, oh, it's already lost, right? So tell it's, me it's, about it's your funny. It's, 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 it's funny that you say that. It's, it's, it's one of the things that boils myself when, when, <laughs> I, when I feel uh, one thing that is totally different. Um, innovation it became very easy to, to take action. So you can send resume and everything. And there are different ways how people will send their resume. Men will bluff and try to, 
do as much as possible to get the job and female will tend to say, ah, I'm not the fit. I'm going to wait and I'm going to look for another company. That said, I believe there are so many people applying for a job online and you only see the 30% that are available online to be able to be different and to be able to be visible. Uh, I say, I have a, like 82 hours challenge for you. Yeah. Upcoming 82 hours, your job will be to get a job. Again, your job will be to get a job. That's going to be full-time work. And it's yeah. going to be in 82 hours. And you have to fix it. What you're going to do, you're going to call every day. You're going to send in a resume. What I usually do, I don't call. I don't send. When What I do is I print my resume and I go to the companies myself. I take the whole day off and go to companies to myself and I go to the office and I say, hey, I'm looking for a job and I'm looking for the hiring manager. Oh, I don't have an hiring manager. No worries. Can you please uh, um, call the HR manager that I want to talk with her? And then you say, hey, I'm looking for a job. I'm hungry and I want to, uh, I know that I can be this and I can be that and I can be that. Give me an opportunity. So that what you can do is by going and taking action. A lot of people are comfortable. A lot of people are comfortable with your situation mm. if you want to have a different result you have to take different actions exactly sure if your temperature room temperature is 18 degrees celsius and it feels cold yeah. you have to take the action to turn the temperature up above and you also have to accept the consequences where your bill at the end of the year will be higher yeah for sure but take action. you know it, it's it's uh, always about innovation and also, you know, uh, reinventing yourself always comes when you're in a crisis, unfortunately. So you kind of have to, have to like, really in deep shit, sorry, my French, um, that's when <laughs> you have no other choice but to go out there and, and do it, right? So so then there so, is so no fear of failure anymore because it's your, it's the only way to sort the, the so, so so I, I i have a very good example on that one change is difficult we are we, we as a human beings are, are creatures of habits so change yeah. is difficult so yeah. when a person comes up with an idea like an example automobile auto vehicle yeah. in, in in us 100 some hundred year year and some uh, years ago when they came up with the automobile on a street and the government said there has to be some regulations. So yeah. as I understood, there had to be three meters before the car. There had to be a guy walking with a red flag, warning the other people that the car was coming. And in the car, there had to be two mechanics, one and two mechanics to um, help the car when it doesn't work. I mean, yeah. people are scared of innovation. But do we, now in, in, now we have electric cars, thanks to Tesla. Uh, we have uh, so many fast cars that can, they can go so fast in a, in a second. Uh, yeah. So innovation takes time. But the courage to take the first step, that's a big. Yeah. And to be able to do that, that's going to change your, 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 your position in, in, um, in a market. Yeah. And, and, and um, uh, if you say in, a, in an organization, guys, uh, for next year, we have to change. People will be shocked. They're not going to say, yo, yes, let's go. Let's take action. 
So to be able yeah. to do that, you have to share your vision. If you yeah. share a vision that has an impact, people will follow you. Exactly. It doesn't matter where. So you have two kind of bosses. So you have a boss that says you have to do that, and you have a leader that shows what the impact of innovation will be. So yeah. you're going to be that crazy guy or that crazy lady as, as Oprah Winfrey, Elon Musk, and so many other uh, other entrepreneurs that took yeah. the leap and just thought bigger than themselves. Exactly. We have a, a question uh, from Basil again. Uh, he says, I'm, I'm going to companies and give my CV, uh, but I feel like I'm a beggar. Um, so I have an answer for him, but I, I'm curious to know yours. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Basil, do you want for me an honest answer and, uh, and, and, and without any censors, or do you want me to give you a politically correct answer? Well, uh, if I can choose, I would go for the direct answer in the Dutch so, way. <laughs> the Dutch way. So, okay, let, let me, let me uh, hopefully you will, um, um, not feel offended, but what, the person that as you are assuming that other people are seeing you as a beggars after when you spoke with them they are not going to bring bread or money on your bank or, or on table or your bank account don't give a fuck about your feelings at that moment your goal is to get a job how you do it it doesn't matter so you have to put your foot between the door so it stays open and you can show your skills because that's a sale it's a sale you have to sell yourself yourself do you believe in yourself yes do you believe in your product that you're selling what you're going to say is where is my money yeah. how i'm going to be able to gain and support you and become an asset uh, to your company with my skills and if yeah. they say yeah yeah you don't have the right skills and etc what i would say give me two months of your time teach me your company i'm going to work for free and I'm going to overachieve. And at the end of the two months, if you don't like me, we shake hands and we move further. Yeah. But for that two months, what will I need from you is connections and the skills that I can learn. Sure. Because connections are more valuable at that moment than the money that you're going to be able to gain in the two months. Yeah. So my friend, in, 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 in especially in UAE, um, you will not have an excuse to not get a job. I, I was born in Arabic country in Libya. I lived there for 15 years. So I know the cultural differences. I know how people tend to look when you come like a, be a beggar. But trust me, at the end of the line, you're not going to see them anymore. And if you be polite, you're going to be able to sell them in the future something. But yeah. don't say, I don't want to talk to you because you disrespect me. At the end of the line, you need money in your bank account. You need money that you can survive. And, and when other people say something disrespectful and et cetera, I don't care. A couple of years ago, I cared, but now I don't care. There is mm -hmm. a, a, one of my friends, a speaker, he said, there is a, a rule 18, 40, 60. When you're 18, you always think about what other people's feelings are about you. So you're yeah. constantly changing yourself, right? Being as, as, as Julie and I said, we are both as a Gemini twins. So we are kind of a chameleon sometimes. So we try to adjust and fit in a, on the, uh, other societies and cultures and et cetera. But it can also be a dangerous situation for us because then we lose our true self. Yeah. And therefore it's very difficult. But when you're 40, I'm almost 40 in two years, you don't give a fuck about other people's feeling. You know what you like and you know what you want to achieve. 
when you're yeah. 60, then you realize that nobody gives a fuck about you. So you have 20 years time, for me at least, I know what I can do and I can be helpful to other people. So I'm going to be able to um, contribute and hopefully help other people to grow because that's going to give me fulfillment. Exactly. Yeah, I, for me, I, what I was going to answer, Basil, is that instead of caring of what other people think, because, yeah, you think, okay, yeah, I'm a beggar, they're going to see me like this, try to focus on really believing on your skills and what you can bring to the company, because that's extremely important. So it's always business when you send a CV. So you need to look at the company and research it and really try to tap on to the values or the projects that you could contribute to. Um, because then when you go and give your CV, you can pitch to them in a certain way that will make it interesting for them, um, you know, to, to react and give you a chance and indeed uh, maybe try out for free for, for a few weeks or a few months. Um, and indeed, the connections are something that no one can ever steal from you. So if you make connections throughout or if you learn from your mistakes when you do uh, uh, this this contact with them, the next one will be better, right? Like, absolutely. It's the key. The key is networking. Networking yeah. is connecting to other people. I want one thing that I would like to uh, really, from my heart, I would like to just say, um, I I appreciate your vulnerability by opening your thought on on online where everybody can hear and listen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I appreciate that. Absolutely, thank you for that. I would like to add one one small, like uh, an example. I'm just trying to think outside of a box. If you're like in Dubai, what? how would I be able to gain an opportunity to get an entrance in somewhere? So if you have an uh, Instagram account, uh, you're going to be able to look most luxurious, fancy locations there online, their locations in Dubai, and try to find their Instagram account. And usually you will see people taking picture on their location so you know those people will have money will have connections what i will say give them like advice by saying hey you're looking good or i like the bag and etc what you're building is you're building a rapport and with in instagram you have these dms you can just connect directly you don't need to have a phone number of a person so if i like um um let, let, let um bush khalifa let's let's give an example you follow that you know people to be able to uh have a one night rest there you're going to pay at least ten thousand euros or euros yeah. dollars so if you follow if you follow bush khalifa you will see people posting pictures and just follow them and just say hey i'm looking for a job and and i'm looking uh do you, do you have anything or what are you doing i want to learn from you that's even more um direct to a person by saying hey i saw you're doing this and i uh search search your name on linkedin I see you are doing massively uh, impactful things. I would like to learn from you. Do you have a moment for coffee? Or I will buy you a, a lunch. You can choose your place. I want to prick your brain for 15 minutes. Do you think if you call me like that and you say, hey, I would like to uh, offer you a, a lunch. For that lunch, I can eat and talk for 15 minutes or half an hour. I would love to do that. So when pe people will have to meet three times a day, especially in Arabic countries, if you know that on Friday you're not able to do that, but then other days you can. So understand the culture, understand the environment, think outside of a box. Digitalization helped us a lot. So, I mean, being able to reach out to each other, it's very easy. 
LinkedIn message, uh, Instagram DM, um, TikTok, I don't know, I'm not there. Uh, but, but the other ones, Facebook, you can reach out to people very easily. I don't hear you. Sorry, I muted myself yeah. for a second. Um, no I said that uh, LinkedIn is actually a key uh, aspect right now because everybody is in front of their computers and working from home. So LinkedIn is actually the social media platform that has taken more value uh, in all these uh, months. So I would definitely suggest, especially for uh, Basil, who says he's 55, to search the companies that he has the same values uh, with and really try to find out who are the decision makers that he could contact and not just send the CV. I wouldn't suggest to send the CV, but really, as you said, try to tease them to trigger a lunch or a meeting. Um, if people receive directly the CV, they are not usually interested. They just turn it down. Um, but if you send... Yeah. Yeah, but it's true. If you send a message um, to connect and uh, to invite them for lunch to talk about collaborating together, that puts you in a different position um, and, and not as a position of someone that wants directly something from someone. Um, so LinkedIn, I, I think it's really a big, uh, a big deal right now. So the I only thing that I would like to add on the on LinkedIn thing, I am receiving on daily basis. I don't want to brag, but it's it's more than twenty messages. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm, I really mean it's it's like it's like my second email now. It's I'm just scrolling, mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. and the challenge that I have is to filter. Ninety percent of them, ninety percent, are usually selling like we do this, we do that. How can I help you? You're just you're just trying to push it on my face. Uh, and and I'm not a person that I'm gonna block you outside and etc. So I'm still keeping you in it. But if you like tend to do that every day, then I'm gonna block you. It's it's just it is. No, but indeed, I don't but... see often. I don't see often other way around. I don't see often people just saying, "I love your post. I love what you're doing. I love yours. I saw your company that you had purchased this or you sold this." Uh, just get to know the company. Just get some information. And if you see that person posting something let's say birthday party or or a purchase of something or new employee just say hey uh, i value how you uh, how you do business with your employees how you communicate to your employees how you share just show honest side and then you will have step by step you will have an interaction because the other person when when you have a lot of like uh, I don't, how to say this um when you politely say, I like you, what you're doing and et cetera. And there will be a moment that other way around, the person will ask you, Hey, what are, what, what are you doing? Tell me about yeah. yourself. And then you mm -hmm. can just say, Hey, I'm now between jobs and I'm looking for an opportunity. And, and I would love to be able to have a coffee with you. Yeah. And you basically what you're doing is you're building rapport and then you, you will have, that person will have a feeling that they know each other and yeah. it will be much easier. Yeah. It's all about human contact at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So please send, um, if you have more questions, please send it uh, so we can answer it at the end. We have one more question to go through. Um, it's about the future of innovation and trends and how innovation is not about reinventing the wheel, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted your um, intake on how you see, well, we talked about it already, of course, um, but how you see 
the future of innovation, not only in real estate, but also uh, with the impact of COVID, how, how things are going to change, of course. I know it's a difficult question, but I'm just wondering your opinion on this. So, there so, is so um, uh, we had a talk before we, we went online. I uh, said there, uh, um, people are cannot wait to have networking events, conferences, to be able to um, to mingle. We are yeah. uh, we are wired in our brains. I don't know what you believe, but it, at least according to evolution, it's it's more than two million. We are wired to be uh, in a tribe. That's that's why we also survived. There are two reasons. One is because of tribal tribalness, and the second one is because we thought negatively. Yeah, that's the key. What I'm saying here, we thought negatively because if you are cautious and if you think there will be uh, and if, let me say it like this. You're not going to walk to the in the bushes and you'll say, oh, that's a nice flower. And then the tiger comes to you and then it's, you're going to be dead. So therefore, you're always cautious. You're going to just watch there if, if there's something that's going to happen that can be bad to you. And yeah. tribalness, if you're with a group, then you're going to be able to survive. Yeah. So now I'm just saying it like this in a Western world. We are now safe, relatively safe. So we are conditioned to think negatively because of the other stuff that can happen in the world. But now you have to change it a bit. You have to think differently. You have to think more um, motivational. You have to think like positively. You have to think to the future, what the possibilities are. And therefore, um, the trends that they happen in a few in the past, you can basically look at them and just innovate it a bit and you're going to be able to move forward. Um, um, how to say this? Um, phone i i vividly remember uh, a video a couple of years ago that i saw a mobile phone when in the netherlands there was an interview on the street by asking people hey what do you think about mobile phone are you are you going to purchase it like most of yeah. the people said i don't like mobile phone why should people like call me any moment any time they can send me a letter they can call yeah. me between seven and ten etc but yeah. 20 years later i mean you go to the restroom with the phone Exactly. You sleep. It's 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 according to the study, there was like ninety-eight percent of the people will have their mobile phone in a reach of sixty centimeters. So yeah. it's like you're on, on your arm reach. So your world is be become very small. So innovation doesn't have to be like you have to what the what the name of it reinvent the wheel, but you you can put something add-ons. Yeah. Um I mean I love the I love the lady that that came up with the idea with the Spanx. <laughs> I, is that an innovation or is that mm -hmm. something that was created about necessity or was that created about an idea we have socks but if i put it up to here then i have something new yeah. she didn't reinvent uh socks but she reinvented you put it something different and yeah. she made something nice of it and now mm -hmm. she has a multi-billion billion dollar business yeah there was actually and, a documentary on netflix about that uh about really? innovation um and there was um a medical researcher that used a toy that that she used to use like when she was a kid that was about uh, drawing a shape and then you would put it in the microwave and it would shrink really tiny wow and she used that because they were trying to create some kind of um track for the vaccine to go through and they managed to 
draw it quite big and then put it in the microwave and that shrank and that was the innovation behind it. So it's always about, and you know, for me, it, re it revo revolutionized my life. Like when I was at uni and doing my master in architecture, everyone wanted to do a project, a master project that was different from everyone. Yeah. Again, yeah. ego, right? Like, and my tutor, Philip Oldfield, I don't know if he's watching, but if he is, hi, told me, um, guys, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Try to take inspiration from other buildings and kind of innovate from there how can you use it differently how can you build a story behind it um and that's what sells actually more than something completely out of you know the sky and and that is completely different uh, same with the phone uh, the iphone di didn't invent the phone again they just took the phone and made it better so yep that's what we I agree with you and I love I love I love your story because that's that's exactly what it is it's uh, I saw um, a documentary that there were people were trying to mimic what's happening with the animals to be able to use a new kind of drone so yeah. they're studying the animals the nature the biology of the animals how they fly and they try to mimic it to a drone so you can okay. come up with your big visualization come up with the new ideas or you can just copy what's existing and make it a better better thing um i mean tesla is the first one with electric car other companies are copying them they're making it slightly better putting their own sauce on it and we ha we will have more electric cars in, in the world um yeah. innovation i mean you can use something from the nature i see uh there is in amsterdam there's a, a whole hotel built with uh with bamboo uh yeah. um woods so if you, you, you have a look around you, or what I will usually say is to, uh, when I have with my friends a discussion about it, how to innovate, how to think about the future, I will say, take a huge A3 uh, paper, three different color pen, and then let your phone, let all the distractions at the home, go mm -hmm. to the woods or go to the beach where you don't have any distractions and stay there for four hours and write everything that comes up in your mind. So what you basically do is you reflect yourself on a mirror and you have to come up with an idea. Yeah. And you don't do anything, just, just four hours long, you have to write something down. It can be like, I want to be, uh, it can be also the ego thing. It's also okay because uh, although we say ego, 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 but it, it can be that you if you want to be recognized for your achievements, it's okay. Yeah. If that's your goal, then it's that okay. If you if your goal is to become multi-millionaire, to have 50 million in your bank account, that's okay. Because don't let other people say uh, it's it's funny or it's it's a silly and etc. That's your goal. Every goal is okay. Because uh, Vicious Lakiani, one of the um, um, no, it's, he's the f founder of Mind Valley. He said um, there are so many bullshit rules in the world. Yeah, that's how we how we con says cultural rules. You are not allowed to go outside, etc. There are so many rules that we created. Humans created, yeah. and yeah. and and therefore. That's basically what you get, and 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 um, um, I think I saw that today uh, in 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 a small uh, video. Um, I forgot his his uh, Matthew McConaughey said, yeah. "Men, humans created the roof, not the roof only for your house, but also your roof that is not visible." So you, the only way to be able to penetrate that is to reach the roof, 
and then say, it's not enough. I want to go yeah. to the next level. Yeah. So most of the people will never even realize that there is a roof. And most of the even people will be not willing to touch the roof because it's too scary. It's too dark. You don't know what's happening. And it's your comfort, comfort zone. So the innovation, reinventing the wheel, um, people that re invented uh, that first flight 100 years ago, they had a vision. They didn't reinvent what uh, they didn't invent what what wasn't possible. They just saw what birds were flying and other things were happening. So the sky wasn't the limit; yeah. it was possible. So they mimicked and they created something. And yeah. and to come back for well, when we started with our first question, we innovate and we change when something happens bad. Yeah. So when 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 you hit the wall, I mean, if you look at it from the first airplane till now, how many people passed away to be able to make it more safer? With no. the cars is the same. How many people had to be had to be in a dead in a car accident to be able to have uh, all the security stuff that we need? No. So there has to be there exactly there has to be a wall, there has to be a trauma that is so big that people have to change. Exactly. I, I have the same situation with a lot of architects and engineers that are coached to to do their startup. Um, because they're very used to um, be employed, you know, to be yeah. behind the computer and have just uh, the task to create. Um, and the problem with that, and that's a very big problem in our industry, is that people try to create, 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 but actually you can only create in a certain structure. I, mm -hmm. I it, That's my belief. Um, structure, what do I mean by that? You need a time to brainstorm, like you said, mm -hmm. brainstorm ideas and uh, really put down everything that you can think of and then categorize it into your timetable or into categories of priorities. Um, then the times to do what you said you would do in the brainstorm. But there is also uh, a moment where you should be seeking for inspiration. And that mm -hmm. can be your free time listening at podcasts, uh, watching some documentaries. Um, and it doesn't need to be specific to your field, but it's just seeing other fields and other perspective can always inspire you to do something else. And if you don't have these three elements, for me, you're just in your head trying to create and you will get frustrated. So the right balance is really brainstorming doing and seeking for inspiration uh, in order to be the most creative that you can be, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, it, there are a lot of people that are not creative. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that they love security, to have paycheck to paycheck every month. That okay. gives you a rest because then you can calculate how many times you can go on holiday, when you can buy a car, etc. Yeah. We are not all the same. Yeah. And and, and, and and there are a lot of entrepreneurs that take too much risk and they go only bankrupt to bankrupt to bankrupt to bankrupt. Or there are a lot of um, some entrepreneurs, they believe they didn't lose the election. <laughs> so it's, it's it's how you look at it. Yeah. So, so in, uh, <clears throat> in the entrepreneurship doesn't come at that moment. It's, it's built slowly by slowly. You will have this idea a years before and you have an idea, but then you let it go 
and then you will see something you say oh i can change that and then you let it go and then and then one day you realize i know at the point that i have to i have to let's like, a tipping point and then and then that's the moment that you realize do i want to take the leap the chance the risk to mm -hmm. not know when do i have an income do not know if i'm going to be able to have a free time to not go, to not know if i'm going to be able to uh, to work four hours a week um, yeah i can just say you one thing for me there are two reasons why i chose to become an entrepreneur first one the biggest one is the cho the choice to take the decision for anything the freedom for, for choice because when i worked in a company i didn't have that i will always had to listen to other person and the second one is obviously one money yeah. if you don't have money you have a lot of stress you are not healthy you are depressed you have to pay your bills and if you work in a company your income will usually be almost the same every year there will be sli slightly up and down but the inflation goes sky high every time yeah. um yeah. The car is much more expensive. The housing are much more expensive. I mean, in U United States, in San Jose, California, you can't, you cannot even, if you are not, a, you're not making a million a year, you cannot even purchase a house. Yeah. So, so the times are changing, and therefore you have to take the action. If you are not comfortable with your situation, you have to take action. Yeah. But if you are comfortable with the situation that you like working for other people, you like to be entrepreneur. So you're yeah. going to be able to uh, put impact because I, I know a lot of um, great uh, entrepreneurs in, in Google, Amazon, all the companies that they have the opportunity to build in a safe environment to come up with the new ideas. You also, you're also an entrepreneur because you take the risk to lose face. You take the risk to be laughed out. You take the risk that you're going to be fired because you screwed up. That's yeah. also taking a risk but you're taking it in a much more safe environment. That's also okay. You have to know what your calling is. What do you want to achieve? What kind of fulfillment you want to have? Mm -hmm. I, I, came, I came from, from a family, um, no entrepreneurs. Um, my parents said, you have to become a doctor, study, 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 become a doctor. And, what, what, and I was the only one that mm -hmm. didn't become a doctor. So, so I, 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 I kind of a black sheep of a family, like the whole family. So, yeah. so I'm the only one that, that took the risk to become an entrepreneur and it's, it wasn't, and it still isn't straight line. And it's also not that it's like going up, down, going up, down, and maybe sometimes coming back and instead realizing like, did I make the right choice? Hmm. But you have to turn the page and then move forward because yeah. you and only you are writing your own, your own story. If you yeah. are stuck in your page, you're not going to be to innovate. If you're stuck in a previous page, you're never gonna be finished, you're able to finish your book. And if you want to live something back, uh, live something, uh, not back, but uh, to, to the world, like to your family, or if you want to be recognized, or you want to be, a, I don't know, anything that you want to have an impact, then yeah. you have to finish your book. Yeah, sure. I completely agree. Yeah. Um... I think, yeah, a lot of people, and I, th I can understand it, struggle a lot with uh, how people think of them and how the family thinks of them. Uh, uh, in my case, it was the same. I mean, when I told my parents uh, at Christmas that I started my own company and it was all done and there was nothing to think about anymore, uh, they were like, yeah, but okay, um, you're not going to marry first and, you know, have kids and 
you know like it, it's also like social pressure of course that comes in um but as you said it's it's about your story and about your purpose and uh what you want to achieve in life so regardless whether you're an entrepreneur or or an employee the important is that you wake up every day for your own purpose and you try to make it happen um of course for us it was entrepreneurship but i'm talking also for other people that maybe are employed and are trying to communicate their value and their purpose um through uh their job that's also very important uh, uh to do every day but the the most the hardest thing to do and i think that that's what happens when you're 25 30 is to understand what is your purpose <laughs> that's also- I, 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 th- I think i think what we um what this is my personal opinion one of the biggest bullshit rules that i believe it's bro it's that uh let's let's say use an example of united states you are allowed to drive your car get your driver's license at the age of 15. In some states, you're allowed to have your firearm licensing <clears throat> at age of 14. You're not allowed to drink alcohol until the 21st, but you have to take the decision which university you have to take. You have to know at the age of 17, 18, what your future will be. No. You are green. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. I was lost. I just I just followed what other people said. You have to study, so I studied. And then yeah. what happened? I, I, I finished an education, um, and, and and didn't do anything with the education. Nothing. I didn't yeah. do anything in that industry. And and yeah. so the, the the core in this case, what I want to mention is, is the only way to be able to learn is by falling down, making yeah. mistakes, standing up, okay. moving forward. Yeah. There is yeah. a saying that they say you can only steer a car even if you drive one mile an hour you can mm-hmm. steer a car as yeah. far as you drive exactly. you don't have to go fast but you can always reach your end destination if you have a clear gps i mean if i now would like to go to paris now i can follow the the the, the um what's on the highway the the the, the boards are on a highway but saying that's paris but I can also just put it in the GPS. I know when I want to achieve, and the and, and the GPS will say estimated time of arrival will be six seven hours. That's exactly what you do with your business. You have an idea. That's your start. That's your goal. What you want to achieve, and you have to reverse calculate how much. Uh, what do you have to do to be able to do that? Let's say an example. You want to be a millionaire. Okay, how much money do you have to do a day to sell to be able to be to have one million in your bank account? Yeah. There are 50, 52 weeks. From that 52 weeks, you only work five days a week. Yeah. So effectively, you work 220 days a year, including uh, excluding vacations, holidays, and anything that you have. Let, let's say effectively 200 days a year. That's a consulting yeah. hour, uh, days a year. How many, um, how many products do you have to sell to be able to get a million? So you yeah. reverse calculate. So from 1 million, Minus uh, divided by two hundred, then you have your number that you have to sell every day to be able to reach your goal. Yeah. Have a vision, reverse calculate it, and start working on it. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're gonna conclude on this. I think this is quite absolutely. I think we have just one question, and then we will stop here. A question from Sharon. Um, she Hi, she Sharon. says. 
thanks for the suggestions on the human proactive approach. I think people are in nature afraid to be rejected. I have personally gone through a few interviews. It felt at first positive, but was rejected and did not know why. What's your opinion and approach on dealing with rejection in any ways, projects or job interviews? So uh, Shannon, I love the question. Thank you. Thank you for being again, vulnerable as a previous question. Um, it's, 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 um, this is a, I don't want to say it's kind of a fun fact. Uh, there was a research made a couple of years ago, the top 10 biggest fears of a human being as a person. Number one was public speaking. Number one was public speaking. Number yeah. two was death. Yeah. So you tend to fear more rejection than, than death. Yeah. So yeah. then I started to realize and I started to understand why this happened. Again, I come back to the tribalness. If you were rejected back in the days in, the, uh, in, in, in Africa, if you were rejected from your tribe, you will not survive in your own. So mm -hmm. we are biologically wired to be tribal, to, to be feel safe, to not get this rejection because they were going to say no, they say no to you because you came there, you opened your heart and you say, I want to work in your company. And you did your work, you understand the company, you did the research and you wanted to, uh, you give your ideas about what you want to do and then they say no to you or they just don't respond and then you're stuck mm -hmm. with it. That's, that's one of the awful moments that I had my first sales career that I started. I was calling to people and trying to pitch and they will say no. And it felt so hard because they said no to me. I know. And, 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 and what happened is like, I, I was like, why? I, I'm, I'm, I can help your life, change your life, but you say no to me. So then I, I started to doubt myself and et cetera. And then, and then one, one, one time I had uh, one of the sales trainers that I had, he said, Eric, it's a numbers game. You will have on average is a law of average. You have number hundred phone calls. There will be two yeses. The only thing that you don't know if it's that first two, or somewhere in the middle, or somewhere at the last. So he teach me to have it as a fun way. When somebody says no, thank you. I'll reach out and and and, and later on. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. And you're one, one call closer to your end result. And 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 an interview, um, and and rejection. So. I have, <clears throat> how to say this? So the 82 hours of, of, of getting a job, um, I have this kind of, I don't want to say it's a full coaching thing or a training. I usually have one-on-one, -on -one, a call, and then I try to give some advices. So one of the advice that I can give is the key to be able to get a job as fast as possible is building rapport. Hmm. If, you, if you Google building rapport, the, the term that will come back is mirror. If I mirror Julia, then I'm going to have a report that we feel that we know each other. The reason that you have, uh, when you're in love, you have this click moment. They say, oh, I love that person. I don't know. I, I saw that person and I'm instantly in love. What was it? If you, if you just go back, what was it? It was because you were in the same level. Because you say, oh, uh, we understand each other. We are at the same uh, wavelength. Uh, yeah. And that's basically mirroring. If you yeah. want to get a partner, now we cannot go to the pub, but go to the pub and mirror a person for 10 minutes and go to that person and say, hey, I want to say hi. Yeah. See how that person is going to respond. Yeah. 
because you are in the same uh, in the same way so if you have for instance a, an interview and you sit in front of one person that's much easier when a person goes like this don't go directly like this just go slightly and put your hands together because that's what what that person is doing is closing himself or herself and then you can also mirror that by doing like this or putting your hands together or doing something slightly different that also gives you a body language that closes yourself um when somebody scratches on his neck or like leans back try to do slightly like that when a person puts his leg above each other wait for a couple of minutes and do it the same and see how that will change your um your connection with that person and yeah. one of the tricks that i will use I, I can almost guarantee some of you will do this in five minutes <laughs> i can guarantee some of you and you're gonna laugh about it when i scratch now my nose you're gonna scratch your nose in five minutes you know why because we are synchronized you understand what we are talking about it i know julie is now thinking about it i know you some of you on a, on a, on a video are thinking about yeah. it and after the call or during the call you're gonna scratch the same place that i did yeah it's yeah. it's mirroring and it's what you're doing is monkey see monkey do is you want to basically be one and when you're being a one then they're you're going to be able to have the person that says I don't know what, but that person is fitting in our culture very well. Yeah, but it's also about. I, I th if I can add one, one more Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Is it's also about presenting why it would be an opportunity for him or her to hire yep. you, because that's something that we miss out on a lot. We talk a lot about our portfolio, our experience, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But try to find out prior to the interview what project or which quality you could he could benefit or she could benefit from um because i think that's where it's also about business at the end of the day uh so it's a sale exactly you have to close the sale yeah it's, if i yeah. if i say to you let's say i'm not qualified not i have some of the qualifications but not 100 percent. yeah then i will just slightly say what is your average onboarding process if that's process, let's say it takes six months, then you can basically say, okay, I'm willing to cut it in a half. And in that three months, I want to learn the skills that I'm missing now. Would you hire me? Exactly. So what you're basically offering him or her in this case, is that you're going to be able to be productive and 100% committed to the company in half of the time than an average. Exactly. Think outside of a box and, and yeah. come up with the ideas what they because they are struggling. They want to understand if you are the right match because the, the key thing when I hire as a, as a hiring person is I want to know how much time it's gonna cost me, which is money, to onboard you and to be able to fit in a culture. Because if I have to let you go in six months, it's gonna cost me twice as much to hire another one. Yeah. So to be able to let me feel comfortable by saying, like I hate when people here in the Netherlands say, can I get already a, a, a full-time contract? Why? Because you didn't prove anything yet. I mean, mm -hmm. if you say, uh, I'm going to work for you six months and then I need then a, a full contract. Again, I can be six months very good and then be an asshole for the rest of my life. Yeah. But if you offer it the other way around by saying, hey, um, I know your contracts are uh, six months. I'm going to do that in three months. If you're not happy in three months, then you can say uh, you, you're allowed to go away. Just be differently because most of the people will ask about the money, will ask about what kind of contracts and et cetera. 
come up with a different solution to them by say, hey, um, I know you're offering me six months contract, but I want to prove myself in three months. Exactly. What kind of agreements can we do? Perfect. I think, uh, yeah, indeed, it's about beating the competition and thinking yeah. outside the box. There is nothing, to, especially right now. I mean, it, whether you're in a company or uh, getting hired or if you're a startup, it's about thinking outside of the box to seduce clients and uh, uh, employers to take you on board. So, Absolutely. I, I mean, I would like to add one small thing be, before letting go is, is letting myself go, by the way. Is is um, a lot of people say you have to be different and etc. I mean, how many social media channels are there? Yeah. In the core, it's social media. You communicate with each other. At how many IT consulting companies are there? How, how many coaching companies are there? I mean, it, it, like it, another one. When when a person says, "Oh, um, the the the." Um, the clothing market is so busy, so noisy. Every week, there's another person coming up with a new, a new brand. Yeah. So don't let other people discourage you to start something what you wanted to start, because okay. there is a lot of people that will still buy your product or services. Yeah. So when you go tonight after this, go asleep. When you wake up tomorrow morning, you say it's my day today to rock, and then you start. Yeah. Completely agree. Thank you so much, Eric, for being here. Um, absolutely. So and as, as I'm going to follow you on your social media platforms and absolutely on a podcast, because I listen every morning to podcasts and okay. I am going to listen to you and I will highly encourage you guys also uh, listening to a podcast that will improve your mindset day by day. If you're not ready yet, then you're going to be ready in the future. No. You're, they say, what day do they say? Um, the mentor will be ready when the student is ready. Yeah. So listen to her and <laughs> empower yourself to change. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you very course, much, Julia. Appreciate it. If anyone wants to follow you on LinkedIn, you post some amazing posts as well every day, which are super inspiring. So please uh, check uh, Eric Bernick on LinkedIn as well. Thank you very much. Uh, Appreciate it a lot. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening and take action tomorrow. Just take yeah. action. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.